Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Here we are again, uh, episode four of SpongeBob, or technically five. I mean, if you if you count Reef Blower as an episode, which I do, and I made a mistake. Um, today we're going to be watching Ripped Pants, season one episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, can you believe this is... Uh, very early on in, in these uh, podcast episodes. And I'm already making like an update video is, or uh, update audio, uh, if you will, depending on where you're watching this show. Um, and even then, there's not even really a video aspect of it. So it's, it's always audio, an update audio. Uh, I launched this podcast earlier this year in 2019, um, where, of course, I have an end goal in mind of this podcast. I, I've like this this end vision, this this big grand moment that I would say would be the peak of this show, which I'll be open and honest with you, is is interviewing Tom Kenny one on one live on stage in front of a group of SpongeBob fans, regardless of size. It could be a, a small room all the way up to a theater. That that right there is is tip of the mountain of this show. Of course, interviewing anybody associated with SpongeBob uh, SquarePants would be an absolute honor, but that is the peak uh, currently. And I knew this. So, well, you, you, you know, you got to go through a smaller, you got to go through smaller windows before you get to the big one. Uh, some people have the attitude of like, no, you always, always aim big. And I think I aimed a little bigger with even just a small facet of this show earlier this year, which was um, have a new guest on every episode of the show. And now let me be honest, if this was my full-time job making, you know, I have other podcasts I work on uh, other pieces of art and entertainment I work with. It's all hobbies at this point. None of it is a, is a full-time job. I have an actual 45 hour a week full-time job outside of this. So if I didn't have that job, then, then maintaining that idea that every episode of uh, I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast would have a different guest and, um, and you know, get a, a nice little rhythm of, of new people coming on, trying to get new faces, trying to get fans to come on to the show would be a super simple task. But I'm, I'm not at that point yet. So um, I've already had a handful of guests on so far with, with episodes I have recorded. Um, future episodes, I kind of let them pick, you know, if it was their first time, I let them pick out an episode of season one, um, not leaving that yet. Uh, so I, I do have a, a handful of those episodes, but I realized that for right now, for me to crank out content on the, in the way that I want to, it's going to have to be uh, a solo ship right now. I don't know if anyone out there has played the game Sea of Thieves which is a, um, I don't mean a rare game as in hard to find, but by the company Rare for the Xbox. It's a pirate game, um, and it's completely online. And when you start out online, they give you the option of having a, uh, I know one of them is a sloop, and a, I think it's Galleon. I, I will be super impressed if I got that right. I haven't played it in a while. But the whole idea is, do you want a big ship that a lot of people can join, or do you want a little ship that, you know, it could just be you and one other person? Um I hope to get this podcast to a big ship, but right now I'm going to have to sail on my own as the solo captain here and uh, eventually 
get a splattering of guests and and hopefully one day i mean look i've put out only two episodes this year which is terrible but maybe this is i'll just consider 2019 a preview of the show and crank out more episodes um and i have seen so many other spongebob podcasts come out of the woodwork and i love all of them i don't consider them competition um because i want I want as many different pod- podcasts about SpongeBob out there um, to try new things. This one is is not a new concept, but it is one that I'm going to maintain for uh, for the foreseeable future. I don't ever see a moment where I go, yeah, I'm just not going to do this show. Um, if I have to do the whole run of the of the series and movies by myself, I'll, I'll do it, and and I can show that, give that to the world, and say, here is my view of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, I, I saw a show, look it up, I forgot the name, it could be another SpongePod Squarecast name, um, but it's a a girl, I gotta look this up, it's a girl who uh, who is reciting, not re- or going over every episode of Spongebob to her 70 year old grandfather, and uh, that, that tickled me, I thought that was such a fantastic idea, um, hopefully I can reach out to some of these people, I would even love to interview other other shows, but I had to take a pause to find this out. Um, it's on, I found it on Apple podcasts. It's called SpongeBob SquareCast. Uh, an 11 year old American girl explains SpongeBob SquarePants to her 46 year old Scottish stepfather who has never watched it. Um, most recent episode was uh, December 6th. I, 2019, not last year, but uh, I, I read that and said, "Wow, that is a that is a fantastic show." So kudos to uh, the uh, Sponge SpongeBob SquareCast out there, um, and to anyone else who has a show, and to anyone out there who um, I'm sure if you've listened to this show, you probably already heard my uh, anchor ads. But literally, um, I I go with the Kevin Smith um, podcasting school. It, if anyone out there wants to start a podcast, just do it. Just just get some equipment. Equipment can be ranged from very cheap to expensive, but you can even just use the microphone that is um, usually embedded in your laptop or your if you have like an iMac or something. Just just start recording. Find some friends to do this and don't and don't do what I did, which is like is is go through the bigger picture first. Start small. Start where you're enjoying it because if if you're not enjoying it and your whole goal is just to get to that big picture, then there's no point to do it at all because the you're just going to have to work hard and fall into a little bit of luck. So that's a, that's my advice, and I'm going to be taking my own advice as far as this show is going forward. Um, some some uh, SpongeBob-related news. I have acquired most of the PC games um, and I'm hoping to start, obviously I'm, I'm doing these episodes in order, but I believe right during season two or right at the end of season one, um, I will hit the first video game release, which, uh, if for anyone who has listened to my introduction, the video games are going to be, I'm going to re- play those in full and review them in order of release, even in between episodes. Um, and we have a, uh, Twitch channel, uh, for where I'm going to be putting, um, video Bob, uh, game pants. I believe that's the title I stuck with. Why not? Anyway. Um, so follow me on Instagram, which I was able to score. I don't know how this wasn't taken, but on Instagram, my show is at SpongeBob podcast. Boom. Find me on Instagram. 
Um, on Twitter, I believe it's at I'm Ready Podcast, and uh, we have a Facebook page. Keep keep on those because um, that's where I'm going to be uh, putting the information. Obviously, I can see the dates and times here, but depending on when you listen to this specific episode at this specific time, it may be after the fact. So follow the show on on uh, social media whenever you can, because anytime I will go on a live stream for SpongeBob. Uh, it'll be up there. Um, as far as like these episodes, doing them live, that is something that can come down at a later date and um, and we can determine that. So some SpongeBob related things that have happened in my life. A, um, I have a I have an aquarium. It's a, uh, I think it's a 10 gallon or a 20 gallon aquarium. It's only 20 bucks at Walmart. It's actually really cheap and it's just a regular rectangle aquarium. Um, obviously I got it, long story short on how I would just I had a betta fish beforehand from a uh, a previous um, situation, if you will. Somehow, I just I'm I'm all of a sudden I have this betta fish in my possession, um, and it had a very small tank. And at one point, he kind of looks like Squidward, and I'll make sure to put that picture up on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Um, he he just had a big frown on his face. He's this blue betta fish, so I got him Squidward's tiki house. Uh, in his cage, or his cage, his tank, um, and he loved it, but then it was also taking up so much room in this small tank, so that I found this big tank and said, well, you know what, this fish is going to live in style, and now I have an excuse to get SpongeBob's pineapple. Um, if you go to Petco and Walmart, the only places I have found that, that you know, sell the SpongeBob set of aquarium pieces, you will find SpongeBob's pineapple in two different sizes. You will find Squidward's house that matches with one of the sizes of the pineapple, you will find a crusty crab, and then you will find little figurines of of all the bikini bottom characters, or at least most of the the big ones. You won't find Patrick's rock. Uh, if you do some Google searching, you will find um, a little representation of Patrick's rock, but it's this kind of like this company made all these little aquarium pieces that are just kind of scenes from from the show or like it's SpongeBob and Patrick doing something on a flat background. And one of those flat backgrounds has like half of Patrick's rock and it doesn't mix with the set very well. Um, but if you, if you do a little bit of digging, you'll find that um, in the early two thousands, they, the, in the first run of aquarium pieces, they actually had a uh, Patrick rock bubble house. So it was sand Patrick sitting in a chair with a lamp watching a television and then his entire rock that would kind of open up when it bubbles. Um, and I will tell you, I started this aquarium last year. I could not find this piece whatsoever. Like I am Amazon searched, eBay searched, tried to find, I found threads of people begging for this thing, like looking for it. Um, so anytime I would think about it, I would try my searches again. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of people listening to this are uh, on the Goofy Goobers Facebook page. It's like the official SpongeBob fan Facebook page. Uh, there was somebody who showed off their aquarium that was very similar to mine. Had the the three pieces: the the pineapple, Squidward's house, the Krusty Krab. And a part of the thread said, "Like, oh, where's Patrick's house?" And and I mentioned, "Hey, there." I took a the the screenshot of of this piece and saying, "Like, hey, here's this thing that that existed at one point in time." And it would go pretty perfect with the other pieces. I think the rock is a little bit bigger than it should be, but it, it fits really well. And, um, and somebody 
commented under that saying like thank you you have helped so many people on here and i'm like yeah but i didn't really help anything because this thing is impossible to find then the guy reposts an ebay link going like oh it this is it's it's up currently on ebay for auction uh i made sure to win that auction i will um i will not disclose the amount but i'm sure you can find it it's really not that much more than i would usually spend for an aquarium piece but um so I was able to get the the bubbler house. It's not currently in the aquarium right now, but I will make sure to have uh, pictures of that on Instagram and Twitter, uh, probably the Facebook page too, because I think I think when you post on Instagram, it can connect to both. So I'll make sure to do that for anyone listening. Um, I got to see the off Broadway version of the SpongeBob musical. Actually, a little bit of help uh, from a friend, knowing. Um, how big of a fan I am and knowing that I'm a part of the show was able to um, uh, score me some comp tickets to see that wonderful seeing it again um, everybody you know I obviously I love the Broadway cast but everybody in the bro- the off-Broadway show did s- such a fantastic job that um, it, it was almost unnoticeable that it wasn't Ethan Slater and Gavin Lee and Danny Skinner up there on stage um, I do think the off-Broadway Mr. Krabs is is a was a tad better, but it was really um, the laugh that he he got. A, he had a better Mr. Krabs laugh. Um, but but all in all, loved the show again. A tad shorter that you can definitely you know if you're a fan of the show and have listened to the songs, you'll you'll know right away when you're kind of singing in your head where they cut out entire sections of songs to kind of speed up the uh, the show a little bit. So it is what it is. It's off Broadway. I'm glad people got to enjoy it. And then of course. Uh, I hope all of you checked out the uh, live version on Nickelodeon, which brought back the original Broadway cast, but then um, kind of played it in the off-Broadway version. Uh, a wonderful mix, and I'm so happy to see so many people enjoy it. Um, and the one thing, it, it, it was wonderful also to see SpongeBob t- trending on Twitter, number one. And uh, I actually put out some tweets that night. The the amount of fans out there, this is the last thing I'll, I will uh, bring up before we get into ripped pants. Um the amount of fans out there who think that the the Broadway musical is somehow a slight against Steven Hillenburg uh, couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean, Steven had to approve of this. Uh, and there are pictures of him with Ethan Slater. There are pictures, pictures of him at the Broadway premiere. And from all accounts, from anyone who spoke to him or interviewed, he seemed delighted at the show. He loved it. So uh, we all, all of us SpongeBob fans want to make sure we preserve Steven Hillenburg's um, creation and to keep his legacy pure and, and which, you know, kind of then divides some of the fan base when certain things like Camp Coral are announced. Um, But to try to put out the information that for some, that somehow this is a slight against Steven Hillenburg is just false. And I just wish those fans would take a moment in time to just do some research and realize that what they're saying is just wrong. You know, if the guy didn't want this to be done, I don't think he would have signed off on it. And even if that didn't need to happen for Nickelodeon to force this, I don't think he would be so loving of the show. I don't think he would have gone to the premiere and maybe if he did just to be polite, I don't think he would then go and tell, you know, uh, uh, you know, go around and, and say that, you know, he seemed delighted at the show. So that that's just what I have to say about that. I, I did write a, a tweet just saying, like, your heart's in the right place, but you, you need to 
You need to watch what you're saying. So on to the show. We are watching Ripped Pants today, which is um, the second episode right after Bubble Stand. Um, it was first pre- it first premiered on July 17th, 1999, um, was written by Paul Tibbet and Peter Burns. Uh, the storyboard artist for this episode was Mark O'Hare. Uh, Paul Dibbett also did the uh, storyboard. The animation by Edgar Larazabel. I definitely butchered that name, and I apologize. And I hope uh, if he ever hears that, he accepts my apology and I can get an actual pronunciation. Um, this, is, this episode is important um, because not only is this the debut of Larry the Lobster, this is also really a debut to a lot of other sea creatures. I remember seeing um, Don the Whale in this episode and going, like, whoa, they, they have a whale on the show, uh, which was obviously before Pearl. Um, and just seeing, you know, this is this is the first introduction of um, Goo Lagoon, which is a, is an insane concept in, in and of itself, but it's actually not. A lot of people think it's it's a whole pool of water. It's it's a pool of like muck, which if anyone knows, o- like oil and water really doesn't mix well. So it does. There is some science to kind of back up the Goo Lagoon, but I'm not a scientist and I'm not going to try to convince you. But definitely look it up. I believe um, Matt Pat did a did a uh, episode on this of uh, Nick or Fiction or no Fact or Nickshin. I believe is the show on Facebook he did, Matt Pat of uh, Game and Film Theory. Um, so check that out. But yeah, uh, as usual for all first season episodes, I am watching this on Amazon Prime. This episode is still on the uh, complete first season sets and is also in the um, the first 100 episodes set. So if you have any of those, you can watch along. Um, so this, you know, you don't have to worry about... Um, uh, the intro because this is the uh, secondary episode. So normally at this point, I would pause and watch with somebody. I don't really need to do that. So I'm going to just do a self pause so I can get a water. And uh, and when I come back, we will watch the episode together. Two thousand years later. And welcome back. I gotta say, I also really love um, getting all of those title card audio. So uh, even if I don't even need to take a break before going into the episode, I will take the break, if only to be able to have an excuse to throw those uh, the title card audio in there. Um, so if you're if you're watching along with me, I am starting the episode in three, two, one. Let's go. If the play button wants to work, and of course it doesn't. Wow, this is embarrassing. Okay, three, two, one, and it's. I'll tell you when the title card is up now. Ripped pants. Here we go. Oh man, there we go. There was all. There's Paul Tibbet, Peter Burns. I don't. Yeah, I realize I don't even need to say that information earlier. But what can I say? I am a. Uh, I am a grateful host here, of information. Here we have Goo Lagoon, um, Bikini Bottoms premiere, Beachfront, um, which <laughs> I enjoy the idea uh, of. You know, all of the characters like these characters needing umbrellas to block from the sun because it's not like they they're getting more sun here than than they would at home. Um, SpongeBob's first time really impersonating Squidward, which is wonderful. Apparently, this episode didn't 
premiere in Canada until March 11th, 2000. So that is a, uh, that's a long time. Um, apparently this is also the first episode where SpongeBob is shown wearing a different attire rather than his normal clothes. I don't know why I said apparently there. I mean, this is, this is the first time you see SpongeBob wearing something. Uh, and I, I love how he still has his, his, um, arms, his shirt sleeves, but he's supposed to be at the beach and those are just supposed to be pants. So, um, the fact that I've never noticed that and I'm pointing it out, I need to pay attention to any time he's wearing his swim trunks to see if they eventually do away with that. I'm a SpongeBob fan, but that might be a level of trivia that is, uh, I'm going to start getting onto, but if somebody asked me now, like, Hey, if in season six when he's in his swim trunks, so you see his uh, his sleeves, I wouldn't be able to answer that. Um, so we have uh, Larry the Lobster here. Um, I I like Larry the Lobster, but I don't love him. Um, but there's a reason why he he is a he is a side character. But if you, if you kind of lined up all of the side characters, um, like Miss, yeah, you know, the the characters who who will appear more often than not like mermaid man and barnacle boy, Mrs. Puff, SpongeBob's parents. Um, I would probably put Larry below all of those. I mean, you kind of get the most out of them here. And, and I would say second to that, the episode, uh, sponge, uh, where SpongeBob wants to be a lifeguard. Uh, this, this poor sat, this fish just sitting by himself, making, uh, toasting marshmallows is absolutely hilarious i don't know why it doesn't make me laugh out loud but anytime i've seen him and he's just so happy uh, and doesn't mind giving away his marshmallows he seems like a cool dude but it just always kind of makes me internally laugh um of course this is the uh the early ongoing joke that spongebob is super weak this is something really uh pushed at more in in the um the earlier seasons of this joke that, you know, he's trying to lift stuffed animals here. He's trying to lift marshmallows and, uh, accidentally rips his pants, which is, uh, apparently this, apparently Tom Kenny said this is one of his favorite episodes. Although, um, the, uh, encyclopedia SpongeBobia, uh, also mentions that th- this episode was not included in, Tom Kenny's top 20 episodes playlist so but I I feel like Tom has to love all most or all episodes I mean there's probably a few he's not he's not a fan of maybe a handful you know I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't a fan of the splinter which is a notorious episode but maybe he is maybe if you asked him he would go like yeah it's one of my favorite episodes maybe that's just something he says no matter what the episode is um so Spongebob's able to pick up the volleyball, toss the volleyball in the air, but he's not able to hit it and then decides to rip his pants again. I remember uh, as a kid growing up, this this was a lot of, this is a personal favorite of a lot of kids. Um, obviously, the idea of, of ripping your pants is just a funny concept. Let me tell you, I'm not, <laughs> this, is a, this is a little personal here. Um, I am not, a fat man, but I, I am not skinny either. I'm, I'm very much, I've got some meat on me. And, uh, the idea of what is called blowout 
in the uh, in a part of your pants that just when you wear a pair of jeans after a certain amount of time you make one little mistake one little wrong judgment in what your legs can do and you might get you might rip your pants i have experienced what spongebob is experiencing here um except for it's usually on a on a personal in a like it's not happening in front of people or that they don't they or they don't know it happens so you're just kind of sitting there embarrassed um <laughs> bothering the ice cream guy ripple that is that's a personal favorite of mine right there um of course the box joke is is my number one favorite of this entire episode probably probably top three of this entire season um i wonder how that burger stacks up to the to the crabby patty i wonder if that's just a real subpar cheese uh ham or cheeseburger that this uh, man is eating i don't even know why it would be ham ripped pants a la mode i had to say it yeah this has has a good amount of one-liners but they're all ripped pants related here we go excuse See, for that joke, I love it, but who is seeing this, who is seeing this playing out? Just maybe the patrons, if they can hear it, it's like, that's a joke just for that, that, uh, fry cook. Uh, here comes the surfing competition. And, uh, and of course here comes SpongeBob ripping his pants again. Look, that's, I gotta say. I've never surfed before in my life. I, I can ride a skateboard. Um, I I can just imagine that, of course, I think the most impressive surfing maneuver there was Sandy doing a handstand. I don't think laying down on the surfboard is that impressive. Maybe I'm I, maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I'm not a surfer, but I'm just imagining, imagining a skateboard. I would feel comfortable riding a skateboard, getting down and laying down on it like it was a luge. Uh, I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable doing a handstand, although I have seen um, other skateboarders being able to do that. SpongeBob was riding that thing backwards and ripping his pants at the same time. If somebody did that on a, on a skateboard, uh, that would be impressive to me. So in that situation, they played it off and like, oh my goodness, this this again. But it was a pretty impressive surfing maneuver, and more impressive than Larry's, at least I'm concerned. I would I, I would have to ask a surfer, like out of those three, what is the most impressive? Um, or mostly, or the least impressive. Yeah, Scooter there, um, not impressed by uh, SpongeBob's jokes. Um, and I think it's still. I don't know. I would be. I would be laughing. Surfing knocks him dead, pretending to drown. Drown. No. Yeah. Don't do that for humor. There are people out there who would find that funny. But uh, but the general public would not find that humorous. Pants ripped off. Notice he's still wearing his shirt sleeves. So he's just an underwear and shirt sleeves, which is great. Um, there is a lot of, as far as the trivia of this show goes, um, we, we've kind of mentioned the big things. Um, of course, we have a meme. We have a very popular meme from this episode, which is, of course, when the lifeguard... Um, looks at the camera through the fourth wall right after SpongeBob says his his, um, his ripped pants thing there. Uh, it's known as the serious lifeguard fish meme. Um, and now we get to find out all the other biggest losers on the beach. 
<laughs> this is the first episode not to feature Con Street, which is where SpongeBob lives. Yeah, okay, buddy. You dropped your burgers in the sand. I I wouldn't call him a loser. Um that whale, Don the whale, that is that is the biggest loser right there. And I and I don't even consider him a loser, but if you lined up all four of those situations, uh being buried in the sand and and just forgotten, like left, that is terrible. Um, forgetting to put on sunscreen, that's laughable. And maybe people would go like, come on, you, you knew you were coming to the beach. Um, dropping your, your hamburgers in the sand is not inherently like a loser thing. It's like, that stinks. I feel bad for you. Go get another burger. But Don the Whale just feels bad. Um, a lot of people really love this song. It's I wouldn't say it's in my top five, but um, there was a good chunk of my youth. The The first SpongeBob uh, CD that came out is um, just music from the show. There's like six tracks on this on this CD, and it's the uh, the theme song, the Ripped Pants song, um, the Texas song with Sandy, um, the song that uh, Pantera plays, uh, SpongeBob Scaredy Pants, and then the uh, Tie Your Shoes song. Um, maybe there's one more, but I think I got all six right there. Um, this was one of the least listened songs on that CD for me. There was just a point in time that I was listening to SpongeBob music. I didn't listen to this song as much and I've grown a new appreciation of it, uh, that it's actually a really, a really fun song. It's quick. It's simple. Um, and look at all these losers just playing together in harmony about ripped pants. Uh, and all their other silly problems. Well, he was being himself. This is a great Larry moment. Or no, you know what? <laughs> yeah, signing his pants, and then, of course, his underwear pops up. SpongeBob was being himself. He was being... He was being jokey. He was having fun. He was realizing that this this thing that he can do was making others... He was bringing enjoyment to other people, which is what SpongeBob likes to do, was making others laugh. And the second they stopped laughing, he he wanted to... All he wanted to do was find another way to make them laugh. That was it. Um, so I don't think he inherently did anything wrong. It was just like no one was able to tell him, SpongeBob, that joke is old find something else to do, but they were just kind of mean to him. So I don't know. I don't blame SpongeBob. Um, this, I'm just sitting here watching the credits, the, the music, the credits here and the music, it kind of upsets me that they don't let shows have, um, outro themes like that anymore. Like they, you know, almost every, uh, channel, you know, when you go through the credits of a show, it'll kind of minimize that and start showing commercials or stuff coming up next. I, I think that's a that's a great thing to to kind of unwind on, un unwind on before you jump into another show or you know just at the end of something. But anyway, that was a uh, that was ripped pants. Apparently, this episode also premiered on David Hasselhoff's forty seventh birthday. So happy birthday, Hasselhoff! Um, apparently there's just a few other things, uh, SpongeBob surfs in this episode, but in SpongeBob SquarePants versus the big one, he does not know how to surf. That's just, I mean, is that kind of continuity going to, going to bother anything? Anyone? 
uh, I kind of like the idea of SpongeBob ha- learning how to surf, but, um, you know, in this episode, they were like, hey, he goes to Gulaguna a lot. He probably already knows how to surf. Uh, anyway, that is this that is uh, this episode of I'm Ready, a SpongeBob Squarecast. Uh, I have already mentioned all of the social media. So at SpongeBob, the actual SpongeBob podcast on Instagram, at I'm Ready podcast on Twitter. Find the Facebook group. Um, I am also a member of the Goofy Goobers uh, Facebook uh, group where I share some content from the show and, and a few other things. I was trying to be an admin in that group for so long because the the running rampant of just inappropriate. Like, look, I'm an adult. I could enjoy inappropriate humor, but there's a time and place for it. And this group that is supposed to be the official SpongeBob Facebook group was not the time or place. And uh, there was only one admin, which was the, the SpongeBob Facebook group. So luckily they stopped letting people just post whatever they wanted and realize that's a terrible thing to do. Let's just, you know, the one negative of that is now you have to wait, you know, until they approve your posts. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you can find me on there. Uh, absolutely. Just find me on any of these forms of, uh, of, uh, social media. I, I'm active on there as much as I can. And, um, and obviously where I'm currently recording this 2019 is, is slowly coming to a close. Uh, but, but this show will continue above and beyond. There's, there's not going to be a, uh, a stop moment. And, uh, for the, for the fans that have been paying attention, thank you for supporting the show, uh, this year. I'm just going to thank you. Thank you here. And you know, if I record another episode today, um, and, uh, and here's on to 2020 and, and keep moving this, this sloop forward. And I'm going to end on that. Thank you, everyone. Have a great evening. And thank you for listening to I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Arg. I don't even have, I don't have an ending of this show. <laughs>